Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Foundation Friday, March 10th, 2023. Steve Cypress here, tail end of a gorgeous sunset going on behind me in the West. Beautiful spring day here in the Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona area. And since it is Foundation Friday, we have another in our multi-part series on the fantastic foundational book, The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David J. Schwartz. Go out and get yourself a copy. We are nearing the end of the book. We're in the chapter, How to Turn Defeat into Victory. Dr. Schwartz starts this part out by letting us know, well, he ended last uh, last Foundation Friday by letting us know it is not possible to win high-level success without meeting opposition, hardship, and setback, but it is possible to use setbacks to propel you forward. Let's see how. And then he tells a whole bunch of stories about uh, when planes crash, they check out and they find out why so they can improve and make sure things don't happen again like that. Uh, when uh, salespeople make sales calls and sale doesn't go through, they often will go and review with a manager or on their own their sales call and improve it for the next time. Uh, doctors, of course, uh, when they lose a patient or and they will uh, go over the surgery or go over the case and sometimes do an autopsy, whatever it is, so they can learn more about the cause of death and uh, hopefully stop that from happening again. Um, Football players and football coaches go over game film after every film and look over what happened and and fix things and improve things for the next game. On and on and on and on. Professionals in every field follow this success principle. Salvage something from every setback. When a setback hits us personally, our first impulse is often to become so emotionally upset that we fail to learn the lesson. And then Dr. Schwartz told a couple of stories, and I will tell you a couple of mine. Uh, my biggest positive things that happened to me in life or happened back to back pretty quickly in my 20s, a few years apart. First, when I was around 25, I flunked the bar exam. Uh, that taught me a fantastic lesson. I'd half assed my way through all of school, waiting to the last minute, barely studying at all in law school, barely attending classes. And just saying, like, come on now, uh, bar exam, I've never flunked a test before. Is this going to be the first one I flunked? I worked full-time all summer while uh, just about every other student was studying full-time and paying money to take one of the, a bar review class to review what they studied for three years in law school and get ready to take the two-day bar exam. And I uh, hadn't even taken half of those courses, and I found a couple of old study books up in a closet in the uh, house I was living, which year after year had different law students in it. They were a couple of years old, and I was like, hey, this is good enough. I'll just study on my own, and I'll uh, work full-time and, uh, you know, play softball five, six days a week and go out and party and do whatever I want, and then I'll cram at the end like I always did, and oh, got the results back a few months later. I had failed the bar exam by one point, on only one of the two parts. However, it's a pass-fail test, so I failed. 
And people are like, well, you know, lots of people flunk the first time. They take it again. I'm like, I am never going to take that again. I didn't want to be a lawyer, but then I'd already started. Or no, I had not. I, when I got those results, I said, you know what? I don't want to take it again. I really don't want to be a lawyer. And that's when, about a month later, I turned my hobby that I had uh, started a fantasy sports game in my final year in law school. I turned that into a business. A few years later, it was a multi-million dollar success. And the rest is history. I lived happily ever after. So the lesson I learned from half-assing the studying uh, is what propelled me to success in the business. Because I said, you know what, I'm going to treat this like those nutcases did that studied all day in law school like they're supposed to and never went out and stayed in their dorm room and read every note case and every footnote and studied everything and blah, 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 and were totally prepared. And, you know, man, then that's how I'm going to work. And so I worked seven days a week, 12, 15-hour days, just nonstop. And I just kept telling myself it's like those crazy students that studied law school like this. I'm going to do this business like this. And that was the key to the success of the business. Now, big lesson from big setback number two, speaking of that business, occurred about seven years later when I messed up the business. So in this case, what happened is I rested on the laurels. I had built the company by now to the largest in the industry. It was a small industry back then. Almost no one had ever heard of fantasy sports, and people didn't have personal computers or smartphones or anything. So it was very manually intensive. Uh, people had to call in their lineups over the phone to me, and then I had to have my staff and myself to input the lineups into a network of computers and then calculate all the results and print them out onto pieces of paper and put them into envelopes and put stamps or uh, 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 indicia on them and mail them out all over the country, all over the world. Uh, there was, and later on, I used a fax machine to get the results to people, but basically that's how the results went out. And that's how the lineup changes and the trades came in and uh, kind of crazy back then, but I had the largest of any fantasy sports game company in the world. And so I did not reset that goal and say, well, now I want to have, you know, this or that. I want it to be the fastest growing business in Boston. I was in Boston at the time. That's where I went to law school, Boston College Law School. That's where I built that business. And uh, but anyway, I put my feet up on the desk and I said, things are going great. And then I changed what I had done to make that business great, where I had bootstrapped everything and put every second and every penny back into the business and work nonstop, uh, what I did is say, you know, this is cranking out the money and uh, I haven't had a life for years. Let's start to enjoy it. And oh, I put my feet up and I relaxed and didn't keep pushing and have my staff uh, hang on, get some notifications. I might mess up the recording. I know it did once before, cut out the microphone. Uh, I didn't remove it. It cut out the mic for the rest of the video. Anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, so I had my staff, and they were doing all the work, and I was, you know, going out partying and spending all the money and traveling and just messing around and not pushing and not not working hard and not driving the business forward. And, you know, I don't know, it's kind of like uh, I think they say about a shark, if it stops swimming, it dies. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but if a business stops moving forward, uh, it's going to be in big trouble. And then there was a baseball strike in 1991 uh, that caused the delay. I thought the season was not going to happen and my client, my customers were not 
drafting teams and thought they weren't playing for the year. And by the time they got everything together, it was too late for me to recover. Uh, again, everything was done through the mail. So it was too late to mail out everything again and get it all back again. And people were pissed off at baseball and said, oh, I'll never watch again. Of course, a few weeks later they were watching, but they weren't playing my game. And uh, on and on and on. So messed up that business. Again, similar lesson. I kind of half-assed the thing. I kind of rested on the laurels. That was the second biggest setback in my life, losing a multi-million dollar business and everything that went in it. Uh, with it, I became homeless. And I said, you know, I'm not going to do that again. When I have a business, I'm going to work it. So the first time I said, you know, I'm not going to half-ass studying. And now I said, I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep pushing forward when I have a business. And so I answered an ad in the paper. Uh, I took a few menial jobs, uh, but then after a few months, I answered an ad in the paper for what ended up being door-to-door sales. I stuck with that company for nine years, uh, running several offices, different divisions, screwing them up, starting up again, getting uh, you know getting uh, retrained and refocused, and building new teams and new divisions and new areas of the country. And I, I did that for nine years. I just drove it. That was a six-day-a-week nonstop, probably about 14 hours a day, uh, hard work nonstop, door-to-door sales, no matter what the weather. Like I said, and I kept telling myself, you know, screwed up the last business, not going to screw this one up. Um, anyway, so those are the two biggest setbacks in my life. And as Dr. Schwartz says, when you get a setback, you can sit there and moan and groan and feel sorry for yourself and quit. Or you can say, you know what, like the examples I just gave of watching the game film when you lost the game so you can prepare better for the next one. When you lose a patient, if you're a doctor, you can go over what happened. If you lose a sales call as a salesperson, you can go over it and do better the next time and make the sale on and on and on. That's what Dr. Schwartz is talking about in this chapter, turning defeat into victory. So uh, Dr. Schwartz ends the uh, this section of the chapter by saying, uh, isn't that a magnificent living example of cruel, bitter defeat being turned into victory? After a couple of stories he told, and similarly, uh, mine were similar situations. And from then on, after that uh, business that I messed up, since then I've, I've treated every business and I've that's helped me to spot the warning signs and clients when their business is not going well and things they got to do. And that's just propelled me to millions and millions of dollars in revenue for my companies and my clients' companies because I refuse to ease up and rest on the laurels and think everything is fine. So big lessons for me, turn those defeats into victory. And Dr. Schwartz says defeat is only a state of mind and nothing more. Tell us some more stories. I've already told mine, and we'll end this section of Dr. Schwartz letting us know to decide right now to salvage something from every setback. Next time things seem to go wrong on the job or at home, calm down and find out what caused the trouble. This is the way to avoid making the same error twice. Being licked is valuable if we learn from it. You know, I had a wise mentor years ago who taught me the quickest way to grow is to make mistakes and learn from them. So your goal is to make every single mistake, but make them just once.
sage advice from a wise mentor to me. I pass it on to you on this Foundation Friday, March 10th, 2023. Thanks for being here with me today or watching on the replay or reading or listening to this, however you're getting it. And I will be back with you tomorrow on Social Media Saturday. Over now. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.